Merkel Media. You think that I'm running in place? Y'all really testing my patience. Right before I blow up the spot, I had to get back to the basics. What if my talent is wasted? You see what I'm lacking to place me? Since I rap in the basement But my come up is legend, is greatness I don't care now, it's pedal to the metal I can never quit now, I will never settle Puppet to the game, I'm pulling strings like to pedal We in the same game, but I'm on a different level I passed it, gotta keep grinding till I'm laid up in the casket No fake round, but you feeling too plastic Yeah, y'all feeling too plastic They say my style crazy, but then it's straight jacket Whoa. Why you still testing my patience? Trying to turn me into something I ain't trying to be All the haters in heavy rotation You gon' lose yourself, quit testing me Don't make me lose my mind Don't make me lose my mind Don't make me lose my mind Cause I'm looking like Wesley, test me Don't make me lose my mind Don't make me lose my mind Running back nation, we are going to break down the Sixers Pacers overtime game right after this sponsor. It's the new year, 2023. What does that mean? That means you want to get your ass in shape. The problem with people that want to suddenly get in shape when the new year starts is that by February, they're off track already. So you need something to help you stay on track. You can connect with a personal trainer thanks to the sponsor of today's video. Future. Future is a fitness app that pairs you with your own highly credentialed fitness coach who will hold you accountable and keep your workouts fresh and fun. Upon signing up, you'll have a video call with your coach who will then design a fitness plan unique to you. Future's coaches are equipment agnostic, meaning if you're only able to do bodyweight workout at home or if you choose to go to the gym, your coach will build it into your plan. Between voice prompts, video check-in calls with your coach, and messaging within the app, you'll feel like your coach is always by your side. If you want 2023 to be the year you crush your fitness goals, then I have a special offer for you. If you use my link, you will get your first month with Future for free. Think of what you can accomplish during that month. Go to tryfuture.co slash run it back to get started. Run it back, Philly. No frauds, no fanboys, no intros. Run it back, Nation. What is good? It is your boy, DJ. It's run it back, Philly. No frauds, no fanboys, no intros. I'll go gang. I need you to do your thing. Sixers, Pacers. The game was ridiculous by the end of it. Uh, Just insane ups and downs. I just didn't see it coming. It was entertaining, though. If you enjoyed the entertainment, hit the like button. Give me 500 likes on the video. I need 500 likes. Put something in the comments. Even if you got nothing to say, put your favorite emoji in there. It doesn't matter. It's all for the Al. Go. Go to tryfuture.co slash run it back. And we watch the game on playback.tv slash run it back Philly. Myself. The people in there, we now have 240 people in the room. So go to playback.tv slash running back Philly if you want to watch games live with your boy. All right, it was a blast. It was a blast. I can't wait to clip out the end of the fourth quarter in overtime because I'm sure my reactions were absolutely ridiculous. Uh, so here we go. The Sixers win in overtime 129 to 126. And I, I, it shouldn't have gone to overtime, of course. Uh, but we're playing without Joel Embiid. And the first thing I want to say is, before the game started, I said to myself, if if Paul Reed can't get any minutes without Joel Embiid, then then Glenn Rivers absolutely hates his guts. And he didn't get any minutes. It, it's it, it. Doc Rivers' decision 
without Joel Embiid, his decision on who to start at center, you can't make this up, guys. You can't make this up. It's fucking nuts. It's nuts. Glenn Rivers' decision was to start P.J. Tucker at center. That's what we're doing now. That's honestly what's happening. I'm not joking. It's not funny. It's not funny. Somebody, n- nobody's, nobody's writing down jokes. Nobody's saying, like, if we could think of, like, the funniest fucking thing ever when it comes to the Philadelphia 76ers and Glenn Rivers, what could it be? Maybe if you play without Joel Embiid, just put in there that Doc Rivers played 37-year-old six-foot-five P.J. Tucker at center in an NBA game. I don't want to freak out about that, this whole video, but that actually happened. He played P.J. Tucker at center. What? Anyway. Everything started off a little bit slow, a little bit poorly, a little bit of a layup drill, a little bit of a rebounding drill because you have a six foot five center on the floor. It's ridiculous, Glenn. All right. But then Montrez Harrell comes in the game. Okay. And I thought I would have started Montrez and had Paul Reed at the backup center. It is what it is. It's Glenn Rivers. We've got to deal with him to the end of the season when he inevitably gets fired. But Trez comes in the game and Montrez, thankfully, has a fantastic, amazing game. Montrez Harrell had an amazing game. Amazing game. Offensively, defensively, and I thought Montrez was good defensively last game. And I've been talking all my stuff about Montrez Harrell this season when he ends up guarding a big-time center and Doc leaves him out to dry. But in this game, you know, Miles Turner's a fraud. He he wants it. He wants to be paid like top NBA centers in the game. He's not a top NBA center. It's ridiculous. Uh, Montrez had a great game. Uh, and I thought it was a good matchup for Montrez in his game. So Montrez comes in the game and saves what, what what was happening in the beginning with the whole PJ Tucker experiment. All right. Now let's let, let's fast forward to the fourth quarter and overtime. Okay, the Sixers were winning this whole game. The Sixers should have won this game easily. They were up, what, 13 points at one time. I think in the fourth quarter, they were up 13 points. I know they were up 120. I know they were up 110 to 99 with seven minutes left. They should have won this game easily. And then what transpired in the fourth quarter and overtime was absolutely ridiculous. Tyrese Maxey in his third game back had a better game than the last two. You know, he's going to come back slow. He's getting his groove back. He's getting his rhythm back a little bit. He hit some shots. He had some nice plays in this game. So I'm really, I'm really, uh, you know, happy that Tyrese Maxey's getting back into his groove, getting back into his bag, getting back to being comfortable and uh, uh, getting back to what he was doing. He started this game. So it was nice that, that Glenn decided, hey, Maxey's ready to start. So, so, you know, he's back. James Harden was a tale of two absolutely different stories. In this game, there was two totally different James Hardens in this game, and I'm happy about one of the James Hardens in this game, and I'm absolutely not happy about the other James Harden in this game. James Harden was having a great game. He was having a great game. The first first quarter, first half, I think he had 10 in the first quarter or 12. Uh, he had a great first half. I thought James Harden was going to give us that James Harden game without Joel Embiid that this team desperately needs. I thought we were going to get that you know, James Harden, 40-point game where he carries the team on his back down at the end of the fourth quarter and, and takes care of the Indiana Pacers, b- plays that superstar role in crunch time that you desperately need when Joel Embiid is out. And I, I through three and a half quarters, 
it really looked like James Harden was about to do that. It looked like James was about to give us a a 40-point triple-double and put this team on his back and will us to victory and be the superstar that James Harden is supposed to be. All right. I don't know if he's supposed to be a superstar anymore. I know it's a lot of you guys think he's just a, supposed to be a facilitator. I still need James Harden with Joel Embiid out to put the game on his back. And I'll give him credit that he tried to do that. The problem is he choked and choked and choked. James Harden choked so many times at the end of this game. <laughs> As I choke in real time, James Harden choked so many times at the end of this game offensively. The craziest part is you would never expect this. You would never, ever, ever in a million years expect me to say what's about to come out of my mouth. James Harden choked offensively and then saved the game defensively. And I thought James played great defense last game. I think James has been playing fantastic defense as far as James Harden standards this whole season so far. Last game against the Pelicans, I thought he played great defense. He seemed like the only player that could defend Zion Williamson one-on-one. And then in this game, he chokes horrendously. I mean, epic. I mean, a historic choke job offensively. We're going to get into the details of it. But then he saves the game defensively. James Harden, I can't figure it out. This team is a fucking conundrum. This team confuses my brain. Nothing makes any sense. You're telling me James Harden just choked offensively and then saved the game defensively? James Harden, the guy that doesn't play any defense his whole career? Absolute insanity. This basketball continues. This basketball team continues to be. It is what it is. But let's break down the fourth quarter and overtime. Okay? Now, look, I didn't think P.J. played a bad game. He's just too small to to be starting center. Glenn Rivers, ridiculous decision. I saw a James Harden, P.J. Tucker two-man game, which I never want to see again. I I never want to see a a P.J. Tucker free-throw line floater off of a pick-and-roll again in my life. I'll take anything over that. I will literally let you pour acid into my eyeballs before I watch that again. All right, Montrez Harrell came in, made up for all the nonsense that was P.J. Tucker playing center uh, in an NBA basketball game in 2023. Okay, end of the fourth quarter. The Sixers are up 110 to 99 with six minutes and 51 seconds left. And Glenn Rivers puts P.J. Tucker back in the game at center. Yes, Glenn Rivers' plan was to finish the game with P.J. Tucker at center. And everything goes horribly wrong immediately. All right? Anthony Melton hits a huge three to put us up in the fourth quarter. James Harden guarding Tyrese Halliburton one-on-one on the other end. He, he kept getting stuck on an island. I thought he did good a lot of times, but this possession, he gets cooked by Tyrese Halliburton. Uh, and then Buddy Heald gets a three-point shot um, to basically put the game away. Game should have been put away. We were down by four with, what, 27 seconds left. I don't know. I just made up the seconds off the top of my head. I don't remember exactly. Tyrese Maxey gets a steal that saves this game. This game was over. It was done. James Harden got cooked by Tyrese Halliburton. Buddy Heald hits a massive three. James Harden had some turnovers towards the end. I mean, he choked so many times in this game. We were looking for that, 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 that James, we need you to save us. James, we need you to, we need these final possessions. We need you to win the game for us. He drives and flops. They call a foul. 
They review it. It gets overturned. Turns into a jump ball, and the Pacers get the ball. Then he drives again, just throws it off a defender's leg. Turnover. James Harden choked so many times at the end of this game. The game was over. Tyrese Maxey gets a steal and finishes on the other end, keeps the game alive. The, the next possession, down by two, James on Halliburton again, and I'm saying, James, you choked so many times at the end of this game, you got to give us the best defensive possession you've ever given us right here, right now. And he sticks Halliburton and actually strips him from behind and forces a turnover. And they throw it down to Maxi. He misses a layup. Tobias Harris gets the rebound and finishes. Tie game. Game goes to overtime. Ridiculous end of the fourth quarter. Ridiculous. James Harden choked and then saved the game defensively. The craziest part is he did the same damn thing in overtime. Here's overtime, okay? You get a DeAnthony Melton layup. You get a DeAnthony Melton. Another massive, massive DeAnthony Melton three-pointer. I don't want to understate what DeAnthony Melton did in this game. DeAnthony Melton saved this team. Two players saved this team. Well, James Harden saved the team from his own demise. But Tyrese Maxey saved the team with that steal in the fourth quarter. DeAnthony Melton saved the team with a massive three in the fourth quarter and a massive three in overtime. Montrez Harrell gets an offensive rebound and dunks all over everybody, tries to rip the rim off. And then we come back down the other end, 127 to 126, and Montrez Harrell gets a massive block. Two-handed block. I mean, we're getting defense at the rim from Montrez Harrell at this point. Okay? 127-126. We need James Harden to ice the game. He tries again. He gets fouled on a step-back jumper. He goes to the free throw line. James Harden. This is James Harden. The player who shot free throws his whole career. The player who has been slandered his whole career for how many free throws he shoots. He choked so hard in this game that he had two free throws to ice the damn game in overtime, and he missed both of them. Pacers get the ball. Matherin ends up with the ball under the rim. Guess who gets the game-saving block? James Harden. So James Harden had game, game throwaway turnovers, and then a game-saving steal in the fourth, and then another game throwaway, missing two free throws in overtime, and then a game-saving block on the final possession. Unbelievable. You can't write stuff like this. You can't write stuff like this. I thought Glenn Rivers had some horrendous decision-making in this game. I don't think P.J. Tucker should ever play center or should ever be starting center. All right? I thought it was nice to see Tyrese Maxey get back into a rhythm. I thought DeAnthony Melton came up massive in the fourth quarter and massive in overtime. Mr. Do Something himself. I thought Montrez Harrell was major, major, major in this game. Major. And when it mattered the most, he was major in this game. Offensive rebounds. He had two offensive rebounds in overtime. Offensive rebounds, finishing with dunks at the rim, and a massive, massive, massive block. In overtime. And then James Harden choked in the fourth, choked in overtime, but both times he saved us from his own demise with a, with a defensive play, a steal in the fourth quarter, and then a huge game-saving block in overtime. And by the way, 
this team loses this game if DeAnthony Melton doesn't hit two massive threes, one in the fourth and one in overtime, and the game is completely over if Tyrese Maxey does not get that steal in the fourth quarter. Insane game I just watched. Those of you that watched it with me on playback.tv slash running back Philly, I appreciate you. Come on over there. All you do is log in. You enter your TV provider. You watch the game live with me. It was a blast. Thank you to everyone that watched along on YouTube. <sighs> Where's my beer at? Shout out. To th- th- this team makes me drink, man. <laughs> this team makes me drink. And if you want to get in shape this new year and you want your own personal trainer, go to tryfuture.co slash run it back. My God. On to the next one. I'll see you guys next time. I love you all. Hit the like button. Leave a comment. Peace. Quit testing me. Don't make me lose my mind. Don't make me lose my mind. Don't make me lose my mind because I'm looking like Wesley. Test me. Don't make me lose my mind. Don't make me lose my mind. Test me, test me, test me, test me, test me.